Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Surprise, surprise, guys. It's not Seth Dunlap. It's still Andrew Lopez and Amos Morrell III. One more night. I mean, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise. I mean, it, it was a surprise to me when I got the call. <laughs> Christian Deuce and Bobby just plugged us like for like the last 20 minutes. You're all right. Anybody who just decided to start listening, it's a surprise for them. Uh, Amos and I will be here all night. We're here till 11 o'clock. Uh, good show for you. we got in the first hour Andrew Doak, sports anchor, sports reporter uh, for WWL TV. He's going to join us for a Saints preview. And then from the other side, uh, we got Chris Thomason from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He covers the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we'll preview the Vikings later in the hour. Uh, second hour, we got Scott Kushner. We're going to talk a little bit of Pels. It is August. We still can talk Pels. That's what Zion does. Uh, that The schedule release is coming up on Monday at, I think, 2 o'clock. We'll talk to Scott about that. Uh, maybe some predictions of other. We know some of those games. We'll get a little bit more than that. Still in the second hour, uh, Kevin Johnson, assistant coach for the East Bank Little League team. Uh, they're going to Williamsport. We talked about that yesterday. But now we'll talk to one of the coaches about just how it, what it means to the kids and then what you can do uh, to help them with that trip. And then finally, in the last hour, we had Scott Smith coming on to talk a little fantasy football. Most. Packed show. 23 hours from now, we should be watching Saints football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to call it football, uh, it's it's literally football. Uh, it's not regular season football. It's definitely going to be football, and uh, you know, for a lot of the guys playing, it's going to be a very big deal. Uh, you know, this is a really good chance for them to impress. I don't know if you remember last year, uh, Taylor Stallworth. This is when he really jumped off the page. Uh, you know, he was having some good practices, but I remember asking about him. Uh, in practice, and Sean Payton gave, you know, the whole standard, uh, you know, he's doing good, he's doing good. Uh, but then after that first preseason game, you know, where Taylor Starwork goes out there, forces a fumble, yep. you know, uh, gets some real good pressure, that's when all of a sudden uh, now the answers got really uh, – really specific with him so he's definitely a you know you, you can really see some of the, the roster really start to take shape I know a lot of you guys out there listening probably been out to some of these training camp practices seen some guys make en- some plays enjoy that shade those misters oh so nice those misters man like almost you know if it wasn't for like the angles you get being in the media I you might go, go sit, up, go sit yeah, up there yeah I would totally go sit up there but uh yeah so you know, lazy most it's not lazy this is a health thing that sun is out there. It's trying to it's trying to rob me of my joy, my vitality, my strength. Uh I I'm pretty sure it's trying to get me for a tax violation. Some something. That sun is not the sun is not trying to participate. Most just making up cases on the sun over here. Uh you go to the website right now, ww.radio.com. You can check out our WWL Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll. Does the winning in the preseason matter to you? No, it does not. Saints could go 0-4 in the preseason. I it, it doesn't matter to me at all. I think it's more so how they look. Because, uh, you know, you're, you're not getting the full complement of starters. You're not getting the ones as much as you would. But they are running the same system. So, I mean, if they're losing, I'd like to see them at least, you know, it looks like the guys when they're in there look smooth, 
look like they know what to do, look like they're lining up correctly. It's not so much that I need them to to go out there and just be perfect, but I need them to, I don't know. I just need them to look like they know what they're doing. Let's let's go to the phone line real quick. Let's let's get Gentilly Gene on. You've been waiting a while. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get some more court stuff a little bit later. But uh, Gene, what you got? Yes, sir. I'm here. What you what, what you got for us, man? Uh, well, like I was saying to you earlier, sir. Um, <clears throat> I know we went back to court again, Civil District Court, on a little bad call from the last Super Bowl game. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, um, I think we may win that in court yet. As far as that goes, I'm not exactly sure. Excuse me, but I think that will be a win for us in partiality, at least, into the near future and the rest of the future thereafterwards. Excuse me, been a little sick. You're good. I, look, go to the doctor, get some antibiotics. I've been on that train. I've been on the sick train the last couple of weeks. That when, that, when that little cold front came in a couple of weeks ago, that cold front, I'll call it a cool front. Uh, when that came in, I, I, I know I'm dealing with it. Go to the doctor, find some meds. I don't, I don't want them. To, this is. I want it to be over. I think the. I think the whole lawsuit was silly from the jump, and I'm glad that the Saints came out against it earlier today. Yeah, I agree. Uh, also, Doctor Lopes over here, but um, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I I thought the lawsuit. I, I think it was a good way to to you know get the fans behind them. Uh, in terms of you know just you know understanding like it was a good thing to collect the fan base, but. Like, you know, the, the Saints boycott won- bowl was fun. You raise money. You yeah. Raise, uh, okay. The it's Saints. The Saints won. You know, they got what they wanted accomplished. They got a, a change in the uh, the replay rules, the pass interference rule. Uh, refs are going to be looking at it differently. Uh, I'm very interested to see you know how that that plays out this year because I mean it's not like there's that many situations where that's going to come up, but it just so happened that it came up in one of the biggest <laughs> moments for the of the season for the Saints, and you know. <sighs> Potentially, I, I say it contributed to them not making the Super Bowl. I thought I'm of the opinion that you know you should have been up by more than 13 uh, after those first few drives. You that's know, the, that's the Houston in you coming out right now. It's not the Houston. Demario Davis intercepts that ball. I mean, Dan Arnold catches that touchdown oh pass. There are so many opportunities in that game. Poor Dan Arnold. That you can't. He felt bad about that. That's oh why he drank. Oh, that was a good story I read on the Advocate earlier about how he. Has yeah. come back on times. Picky you and the advocate got to get that right. No, I, I I felt bad for him because you know you run that play ten more times. Oh, yeah. He catches it every time. It's just it's just one of those things. There are a lot of missed opportunities. Everyone's focusing on that one. Uh, oh well. I mean, I'm sorry. I've been I've been on that train since. Like I was saying that as the game happened. When that play did, ah man, those those touchdown those field goals aren't looking so good now, aren't they? We're not going to talk about field goals. We're just going to talk about missed calls. We will be right back. We're going to hit our first break right now. When we come back, Andrew Doak, WWL TV, will join us. He's Amos Morrell III. I'm Andrew Lopez, WWL Radio. Amos Morrell III, Andrew Lopez here, WWL Radio. We're talking Saints right now with our guy Andrew Doak, WWL sports anchor and reporter. Doak, what's going on, man? Dude, got some Dre coming out of the break. What's going on, man? I, I, I Logan's been killing it with the music choices, dude. I, I good props to Logan for for everything he's doing. We've Amos and I have found ourselves either dancing or mouthing lyrics at least I'd say ninety percent of the time coming out of breaks now, and it's probably not a good thing. 
I had to like reset my focus. I was like, I was just getting too jacked to listen to music. So Logan, shout out, man. There you go. Uh, finally, uh, Saints fans get a chance to look at their their home team tomorrow. Uh, you've been uh, obviously out there uh, at training camp. What what has kind of been your takeaway as these guys prepare uh, for the first preseason game tomorrow night? Well, I'm interested to see like who who gets uh, a bunch of playing time tomorrow night. I mean, you look at the flip card, and there's certain guys who you're kind of like, I, I don't see them really playing any snaps uh, tomorrow, but. Um, there's certainly some standouts. I mean, going into tomorrow night, um, I mean, I think somebody like Eric McCoy and Nick Easton are a couple of guys to watch. Uh, we'll see Emmanuel Butler, who's been like a darling throughout camp, but hasn't played um, like for the last several practices, who's been banged up is someone to keep an eye out on. And um, a couple of guys that we know are going to play uh, like Marcus Sherrills, who they brought in to be their punt returner could see some, some good time. Uh, you could also see someone like, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's been a standout at times during camp, and uh, Saquon Hampton, who's who's really been a stud. And honestly, that might be one of the, the diamonds in the rough out of this uh, 2019 class that, uh, that, that the coaching staff at least feels about. Because when I talked to them about Hampton uh, over the last week, like that was someone who they had praise for and at, at a crazy level for someone who was a sixth-round pick. Like I haven't heard Sean Payton and Aaron Glenn talk about a rookie who was drafted number 177 overall, the way that they've talked about somebody like Saquon Hampton. So I'm really excited to watch some of these second and third teamers um, really get some run because uh, this is their opportunity to really make a team and, uh, and be able to prove themselves, uh, you know, and the depth that this roster has, because look, it's a, it's a championship caliber roster. Um, no, no doubt about it. And so you got to have some depth, but it's also going to mean that some guys that, we have seen be standouts in camp are going to get cut. And that's just the reality of it because there's so many studs that are already on this team. And, you know, you talked about a, a lot of the, the, the new position battles. Uh, one that I think a lot of fans are overlooking is running back. I mean, obviously uh, the Saints go out and sign Latavius Murray, uh, move on from Mark Ingram, who goes and signs with the Baltimore Ravens. But, uh, you know, this is going to be the first opportunity the Saints fans will get to to really see Latavius Murray do what he does. And there's a lot of young running backs and uh, a couple veterans that are, you know, vying to get some carries. And, uh, you know, historically, uh, you look at last season, you know, that third running back, uh, you know, they get some special team snaps. They, they've gotten some carries. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, and, and looking at the number three running back, I mean, Divino Zigbo out of Nebraska is going to be someone who's going to get a lot of touches. Same with Dwayne Washington, who's been a part of the practice squad and been a, been a part of this team the last couple of years, is going to see a lot of touches too. And, and we'll see how much Latavius gets to play. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he plays a little bit, especially given the fact that, uh, I mean, look, he's playing his former team and the Minnesota, Vi Minnesota Vikings are coming to town. So, like, it wouldn't shock me if he plays a little bit. But I, I think at the end of the day, like, this is certainly during the preseason in general, but especially the first preseason game, like Sean Payton's smart enough where he's not going to put people out there just because they want to be a competitor and play their former team. Like he's going to go about it the right way and not risk injury because at the end of the day, you've seen even some pro players like Julio Jones have come out and they've said, I'm never playing another preseason game. Like I get my work in training camp and that's it. But certainly these position battles um, are going to be something to watch. And I mean, one between the starters that probably doesn't get mentioned enough is uh, between Patrick Robinson and um, PJ Williams, excuse me, it took me it took me a second to pause, but 
Yeah, I mean, that that's a battle that really I think is going to come down to the wire. And I think it's been pretty surprising to see how P.J. Williams, once he was given the opportunity after uh, Patrick Robinson got hurt last year, he's kind of taken a stranglehold on that job. And he really hasn't given it up. And he's kind of edging it out just a little bit over Patrick Robinson. But just the fact that he's held on to it, um, even throughout training camp and never let it go, is is pretty impressive, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, Patrick Robinson – is a guy, uh, you know, since he's been back uh, throughout OTAs, throughout minicamp, and then even camp, you, you've seen him make plays. Uh, you look at that, you know, Saints are obviously uh, kind of in a, in a really nice position with the defensive backs group. You know, you look at safety, you look at cornerback, got some real depth there. They got some serious depth. I mean, you look across the board and, you know, just starting with Marshawn Lattimore and Eli Apple and the way that he's been able to you know, revive his career in New Orleans, um, you know, has, I think it's been a godsend for him to be able to get a fresh start in New Orleans, given, you know, Landon Collins, who, you know, used to play at Dutchtown in Alabama, like called Eli Apple a cancer, like at one point that he was in that locker room. And I think coming here to New Orleans has kind of given him a, a, you know, a fresh look, a fresh defense and a locker room that has been behind him. And, you know, I think, you know, when it comes to the safety position, one thing that you look at when it comes to somebody like Marcus Williams is I think he needed someone to push him. I think for him to get to the next level, to be able to become an elite safety, I think he needed someone who was right behind him. And I think Saquon Hampton was someone who they can inject into this lineup. That's going to kind of light a fire under Marcus Williams rear end. That's going to allow him to have an even better season. Because look, when you look to, to last year, like his numbers did drop off and you can chalk it up to whatever you want, but he flat out didn't have as good of a season as he did back in 2017. So um, I, I think the secondary is going to be able to take a leap forward for being, I think they were somewhere like, I think it was like uh, 29th in the league in pass yards given up uh, at the end of the season last year. We know they got pro- progressively better as the season went on, but I think, they're going they're, that area is going to be one that's going to take a leap forward hopefully maybe just to the middle of the pack and if they did that and the rush defense you know stays where it was last year where it was number two in the NFL man you're talking about a defense that can jump from good to great yeah absolutely and uh you know one we've talked about the DBs you talked about the defensive line that linebacking core there's some good competition shaping up to uh, you know maybe make that linebacker rotation and definitely uh impact on special teams yeah no question about it and you know I think I think somebody like Demario Davis when you just look in totality the the move that the Saints made uh by going and grabbing him in free agency last year like I I don't know if you can think of another position that they grabbed in free agency that was more of a home run I mean that guy fit the culture that they wanted to continue to create um he's the leader of that defense in more ways than one um, and I think it's just a, a great vocal leader and a, a great uh, play on the field and lead by example with his play type player. Um, and then I think Alex Anzalone is someone you know who's continued to become more comfortable within that defense. You know he's great being able to to guard running backs um, and you know line up with tight ends uh, in coverage. And then AJ Klein is is just a you know hard nose linebacker who's not afraid to stick his nose in there. And his forte is certainly stopping the run more than, uh, you know, dropping back in pass coverage. But you got a lot of versatility between that linebacker core. And I thought we really saw them be able to come together last year 
and it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they you know take another leap forward going into this season. Andrew, I appreciate. I know it's. I know it's been a long day. I know you had a. You didn't have to go out to Saints today, but I appreciate you being able to come on with us, man. You got it, man. I had the day off today, so it was kind of an easy day. But I, I'm, I'm going to be out there for the preseason game tomorrow. I got a lot of days off now, so I know how that feels. There you go. Hey, I'm rooting <laughs> for you, Andrew Lopez. Hey, the advocate has a job, right? We'll we'll see, man. I appreciate it, bro. Shout out. You got it, bro. I'm I'm, I'm ready for the game tomorrow. Like all that talk just makes me ready to go sit in the dome tomorrow and actually watch football. Yeah, yeah. You Maybe know. it's that and Madden coming out at the same time. I'm really probably more excited about Madden coming out. You, you want to complain about the ratings? Any, anybody, <laughs> let me ask you that. Is there any, any rating you want to complain about right now? Ooh, uh, Saints-wise or just in general? Uh, let's start with Saints. I don't like that Alec, Alvin Kamara's speed is like an 89 or a 90. It's the way he runs. I know. It, acceleration's up. Agility's up. Just it. It's the it's because of the way he runs. It's it, it doesn't look as fast as it really is. Davin, da, I think Davenport's a seventy-two. That one was. I got. I that'll, guess, get, that'll get adjusted. Uh, yeah, I see that. I see that going up really quickly. I could. I could. We could make the whole show about Madden ratings if you want, and I could complain, but I don't. I don't think New Orleans wants to hear that right now. Overall, then, who, who's your biggest gripe? It's probably Kamara Speed. Probably Kamara Speed. I don't know. I bet he agrees with you. He's Amos Morale III. I'm Andrew Lopez. If you want to call in, you want to talk, you want to talk about Madden ratings, we could do that. 504-260-1870 or text 870-870. We'll be right back after this news update. Morale third, Andrew Lopez sitting here in here for Seth Dunlap on the last lap. You want to talk to us, 504-260-1870. You can text us, 870-870. Just one day away from Saints preseason games. Before we get to Chris Thomason, he's going to be on uh, in the next bra, the next segment. Uh, let's get to Derek from Metairie, who's got a got a question for us. What you got, Derek? Hey, what happened to Daniel Lasco, the running back the Saints had last year? Oh, they they cut him a while ago. Yeah, he didn't yeah. even make it to minicamp, right? He had a, a very serious neck injury a couple seasons yeah. ago uh, in the game against Buffalo, right? Uh, and you know he he just. Wasn't able to, to to practice, and you know, obviously they they need guys that uh the uh as coaches said before, the best ability is availability. So, uh, yeah, that, but you know, he's he's been him and the team have parted ways. Yeah, I thought he was a good running back. And do you think that the Saints will ever go back uh try to get Adam Big Hill again, the linebacker? I guess he's just going to stay where he's at, huh? Yeah, probably. So I think they they like that six. That six is probably that linebacking course, probably one of the most. I think solidified positions that they have right now. Yeah, once they added uh, AJ Klein and uh, you know you go out and add Demario Davis, that unit was probably last season you know one of the more consistent linebacking cores. Uh, you know, particularly with Alex Anzalone being able to you know bounce back from that injury and have a really good season as well. So uh, yeah, I, I think um, you know you can find uh, an Adam Big Hill type, and you know you've got a couple guys that you know they went out and drafted. Caden Ellis in the uh, seventh round, uh, you know he's made a few plays in camp. Porter Gustin's a guy they really like. Uh, you know they've had him working a little bit on the the outside position. So, uh, you know they've got some guys and some candidates to to be some solid backups. Craig Robertson is obviously still with the team, so uh, I think they're really comfortable with the the guys they have in that room. All right, thank y'all. No problem. Thank you, Derek. It's getting it's getting so close now, and I. I, I it's to the part where I have to start reading the roster projection so I know who to actually focus on. 
uh, going in. But something that's new this preseason, they're going all the way, they're taking those 90 guys into that fourth preseason game. How can that help some of those guys who – well, I believe they did that. They did last, last year. year, but how does that help some of those guys who you get the extra chance to play that that one more game? So I would almost argue it maybe hurts some of those guys in a way because let's think about it this way: if you're one of those guys, uh, yes, because I'm really concerned of how this actually how playing an extra game hurts players. Please, well, think, please, Amos think Morrell about it the this, third. Think about it this way: Cameron Meredith, uh, the Saints cut him a couple. You know, uh, it feels like weeks ago now. Uh, they cut him. It's only been a couple of weeks because you were in Greece. That's the only reason it feels like a couple of weeks to you. It was, it was a nice, nice week. Nice week. Sunshine, blue water, you know, real great scenery. Cameron anyway, Meredith. Cameron Meredith. Uh, they cut him. He's now signed with the Patriots. He's got time to, to really work in that offense and get almost a full training camp with him. Uh, whereas, you know, some of those guys that, you know, the Saints, you know, you know you're keeping five receivers. Some of those receivers – you know, maybe have a shot on another roster, but now they're hanging around another week. Uh, you know, it's one of the things I actually talked to Teddy Bridgewater about when he got traded uh, to the Saints. He showed up for that last preseason game and was on the sideline and, you know, said he was listening to the play calls, had no idea what was going on. If they could have made that move for him, you know, we maybe see him in the preseason. Uh, you know, he's maybe a little bit more comfortable in the regular season starts. Once again, knock on wood, something would have happened to Drew Brees. So I, I think you can make almost an argument that maybe this gives you an opportunity if you're cut before to get on with a new team, get up to speed, give yourself a better chance of playing in that opening regular season game, uh, you know, and making an impression. I know this doesn't make for great radio, but I actually agree with you. I wasn't going to agree with you, and you made an actual compelling argument. I'm very upset with myself now. It also is just you know more hectic on cut down day now. If if I'm be if I'm be the that's the real reason. It's a much more hectic cut down day. A lot more work for me when sure, go, they're go cutting from out these, ninety these to fifty three. Yeah, figure out these as opposed guys. to you know twenty three cuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just saying like, but I, yeah. Jimmy from Homa, what you got, man? Hey guys, um. Lots of love to Logan, by the way. Um, my brother's got the PlayStation 4, Matt, and I don't know if it's last year or the year before, and Taysom Hill's listed as a running back. He can't even use him at quarterback. So my, my interest with the Madden game is what's, what's the numbers on Taysom? Um, what they have him looking like, and I'll uh, hang up and listen to you. Thanks. Okay, this this is right up my alley. This is how uh, this is this is all me. I am actually This is my nerd moment of the day. You ready? I'm in an online Madden league with – 30, 31 other guys. I, I have the Saints, so I'm very familiar with their roster this year. Taysom was listed as a halfback, I think, when they updated the, the rosters for the game in, like, it was like maybe toward the end of the season because the Saints were using him so much. He is back starting as a, a quarterback on the Madden 20 roster this year. Uh, he's like a, I think he was like a 59 overall uh, at first as, as a quarterback. Uh, but if you slide him over to running back, his rating jumps up to a 66, which is probably on par. Maybe I, you'd probably like to see his carry be a little bit higher. I think his carry's like in the low 60s. But they gotta they can't make Taysom Hill the the god that Jeff Duncan thinks he is. Hey, you know one thing I did like. I I don't think I was more excited to watch the Saints play than when they put him back there to return kicks. Uh, the uh, you could just feel the energy in the dome when he got back there to return a kick. Once people realized he was back there, 
And I think he the first one, he took it out. He was about five, six yards deep in the end zone. He has no fear. There is no fear in Taysom Hill. Uh, yeah. What was it, that Atlanta that game? Might, they might need to. Be. As a quarterback, I think you actually probably need to have some sort of fear, and Taysom has none. That dude, I mean, if you stood next to him, that dude is, he's huge. He's built like a tight end. Uh, I believe it was that Atlanta game last season where he, you know, they needed a, about a yard, and uh, they ran that read option. He guessed wrong, but just kind of ran over the linebacker and got the yard they needed. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the, the guy is very versatile. He's clearly a freak of an athlete. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I say you know, find ways to, to get him on the field. You know, he's taking up a roster spot. Might as well have him play. Taysom is still, by the way, even though they brought in Marcus Sherrills to to be the main returner on the on a, the a, the depth chart released uh, to the media today by the Saints that will be uh, used tomorrow night, Taysom still listed as a backup kick returner and – he, I think he's he's also the holder now, so he's he's really going to do pretty much everything uh, once again, even as he's the third quarterback and last quarterback on this roster. They got him listed as the holder. He, he's the backup holder behind behind Warstead. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, Thomas Thomas has I'm got aware. that job locked up. So I'm just looking at all the spots that T- Taysom Hill is is listed. He's also listed. Yeah, no, there it is at quarterback. I thought he was listed at wide receiver, but it's all bunched up. Couple couple games it's last very year. Very tiny print right now. Yeah, there were a couple games last year where. Thomas Morstead, that was his only snaps, was holding. Wow. We'll see how it goes this Saints year for him. would like to have a couple games like that this year, huh? I, he probably he probably loves those games, especially with his paycheck for those games still. Doesn't get affected. He's Amos Morrell III. Uh, Andrew Lopez, we're sitting in for Seth Dunlop. When we come back, Chris Thomason covers the Minnesota Vikings for the St. Paul Pioneer Press here on WWL. Andrew Lopez, Amos Morrell III, here on the last lap, sitting in for Seth Dunlap. I don't know if it's, it's – it's, I'm just realizing I'm doing this. Every time I, I say your name, I point to you, like as if everybody listening can see me point to you. And, like, I'm – hey, guys, this is Amos Morale. You don't know that I'm pointing at him, but I am. It's yeah. probably a problem. Maybe we should go live. We should go live on IG. Probably not. Why not? I I, I mean, I'm looking good. I don't know about you. Go, go ask your boss. I don't. That's. I can't make those I'm, decisions. I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. I got the. I got the polo buttoned all the way up to the top. You always do that. Style, man. Get some. Whatever. Uh, let's go out uh, on the phone line again. Chris Thomason, Vikings reporter for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He's down here ready to cover this game tomorrow night. Chris, how you doing, man? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for thanks for joining. Uh, let, let's get right into it. Sean Payton has been kind of coy if, if Drew Brees is going to play. He hasn't traditionally played in the first preseason game uh, the, the last few years. But what are Zimmer's plans going into tomorrow night with with, your, with the, the Vikings' first team and Kirk Cousins? I would think there's a chance that they only play one series. Last year, Kirk Cousins played just the first series in the preseason opener at Denver and took him down the field for a touchdown, and that was it for him and most of the first-team offense that night. So if they look good on the first possession, I would think maybe one series. But if they struggle, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, sent them out there for another series. Vikings, uh, it feels like the the, the, t- the two teams have traded a lot of guys, it seems like. like Not in real trades, but a lot of Vikings are uh, on this Saints team, uh, including a couple of new ones this year. What, what can some of the Saints fans expect uh, from some of those new guys? Yeah, I was down in practice on uh, Wednesday. I came in Tuesday night here, and uh, 
I talked to all of them. I mean, the three new guys, Latavius Murray, I mean, he's a solid backup type guy. I mean, you know, he has been a starter. He has rushed for a thousand yards, but in his role as the number two guy behind Alvin Kamara, he's a solid type guy, very reliable runner. Nicky's still not, you know, probably some question marks just because he's coming off neck surgery. He started for the Vikings the entire season at left guard in 2017 when they made the NFC Championship game, then had neck surgery last August. So uh, we'll just have to see how he comes back after that. And uh, Marcus Sherrill, steady, steady, reliable punt returner. I was a little bit surprised that the Vikings didn't make an offer to bring him back, but they probably uh, thought that he's showing a little bit of age. And uh, also he pretty much is a returner only because he doesn't help you out much at cornerback. So that was why they kind of gave up on him. But uh, decent acquisitions, I would say, overall by the Saints, but certainly some question marks. Talking to Chris Thomason here on WWL. Uh, Chris, we got a actual question coming in on the text line. Uh, how is a local guy from New Orleans, former brother Martin product, Irv Smith, uh, looking up there? You know, Gary Kubiak last Friday made a comment saying that he was kind of swimming a little bit with all the information that he was taking. Some people have kind of overreacted and said he's behind and that sort of stuff. But it's just normal type rookie stuff. I mean, the guy's getting an information overload at tight end, which is a tough position to learn. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy to make the adjustment in the NFL. And keep in mind, he was a second-round pick. If he was maybe even more ready, he would have been a first-round pick. And the guy doesn't turn 21 until tomorrow. In fact, he's celebrating his 21st birthday in his first NFL game in his native city against the team his dad used to play for. And he says he wants to score a touchdown and get a few catches. So uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Yeah, and, uh, you know, tight end is a, a position where, you know, in today's league, these guys are uh, asked to do a lot. You know, what do you project for them uh, this season? You know, it's hard to figure from the standpoint that uh, Tyler Conklin, who was a draft choice there last year and didn't do a lot, has really taken a big step at tight end and certainly could even push uh, for that number two tight end spot behind uh, Kyle Rudolph. I mean, a lot of people just kind of assume that uh, Smith was going to take over that spot. But uh, they need more production from their tight ends, their reserve tight ends. After Kyle Rudolph last year, no reserve tight end caught more than five passes. So I wouldn't be surprised if Smith and Conklin, you know, maybe both can kind of step up and catch 20 or 30 balls or so. I would hope that Irv, I'm hoping for Irv that he can catch more than five passes this year. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll do that, but uh, he's not catching 50. Let's put it that way. No, not at all. Chris Thomason from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Thanks for joining us, man. All right. Thank you. I think Irv can put up 20, 20, 30 catches this year. A couple New Orleans guys in the league. Uh, who do you think is is going to have the best uh, best rookie season? Best rookie season? Uh, of the New Orleans, New Orleans-y kids. I mean, Irv, Irv's, Irv's 
It's kind of in a good position. I do like Irv because I think Irv gets gets that much. A lot of the other guys still have uphill battles to carve out spots. I think Greedy has a good year if we're going to stretch it to LSU Shreveport kids. I'm re- I really think Gre- – I mean, you saw him, the highlights of him covering Odell first practice. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a good year. Yeah, Greedy, I think that's a good spot for him. Uh, you know, up-and-coming team, really good offense to go against. That defense, uh, you know, good front four, uh, going to get some good pressure up there. Maybe force a quarterback into a bad throw. Greedy can. Uh, I'm just. Know. I'm just glad we we can just say Greedy Williams now. We don't have to pretend like we're using his first name and like we can just say Greedy. I don't even remember his real Andreas. name. Uh, With a Z. Remember, because I, I always had to type it. We always had to type out Greedy in the quotes. Now we don't have to. I was Same thing we to, used to do with Speedy. I was gonna say his brother's name. Oh, <laughs> that, that was the Radarius. Radarius. Watch out for Radarius this year. Radarius is gonna come up. He could make a name for himself this year. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about the New Orleans kids in the NFL, who we think will do well this year before uh, while we get there. He's Amos Morrell III, Andrew Lopez. We'll go into a quick break. Andrew Lopez, Amos Morrell III. We're sitting in here on the last lap for Seth Dunlap. You can jump in. You want to talk to us, 504-260-1870, or you can text us, 870-870. We're here until 11 o'clock. Almost finished the first hour. Going across, we we're, we were talking a little bit about some of those those local guys who who could perform as rookies right now in the NFL. Uh, there is a lot of preseason action game going on right now. There's a lot of guys playing. Uh, I'm taking a good look right now. The the Patriots are up 28 nothing. Nick Brosett with a touchdown. Uh, former LSU back, former U high star. He scored more touchdowns in Louisiana high school football history than anybody else. He's got 16 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. I, I I'm that's a guy that I'm rooting for. Yeah, you know, guy that uh, waited his turn, you know, got out to LSU, uh, finally got his playing time, you know, was behind two Heisman candidates almost his entire career, uh, you know, got hurt, finally gets his turn, goes out there, has a great season his senior year, uh, gets an opportunity, so glad to see him uh, making the most of it. You know, he he was a guy who uh, I did a story on at the start of last year before I, I ended up coming down to cover the Pelicans. He has gone through a lot in his life uh, from losing his brother, his mom dealing with cancer. You, you mentioned, I mean, he's he's from Baton Rouge, and he goes there, and he's got to wait with behind Leonard Fournette to get his carries. He's got to wait behind Darius Geis to get his carries. And even last year, people were still trying to, yeah, Clyde, to give it away. Yeah, I mean, it was Clyde, like, oh, it's Clyde's going to come in or uh, or, or Curry was going to come. It's like whole, everybody was going to come take this kid's job. So – the fact that he was able to score a, you know, even it's a preseason, if he was able to score uh, a, a touchdown, that's actually uh, pretty good. We're talking about Tyron Johnson right now. He's playing for the Texans. Texans are down to the the Packers. I think it's 20, 21 to 10, but uh, Tyron's got himself a catch. He's trying to make that roster right now. I think uh, he's got a good shot. I was going to say, you you would be the Texans guy to talk to. Uh, how, how, how do you, how do you, how would you give his chances of making that team? I think he's got a real good shot, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons. You know, I I actually was at his uh, you know draft party, and uh, you know that's one of the things I think he he knew that's a team that needs some receivers uh, behind. You know, they've they've got obviously DeAndre Hopkins, probably top five, I would say top three receivers in the league right now. DeAndre Hopkins is on there, uh, but you know they've got some openings behind that. You know, there's a good chance for him to make that roster, and a lot of stuff he excels at. You know, he's a, a really sharp route runner, plays faster. You know, he ran a four three at his pro day, so I think that's a guy that uh, you know, 
I'm I'm hoping that he makes that roster because I'm looking forward to seeing him play in the dome. Uh, come uh, come the first week. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that 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 time he played uh, the state championship game and yes, just I completely do. Completely hurdled that poor kid from Neville. Uh, so I, I I think uh you know I I'm working on that story already. So nobody steal it. Great <laughs> way to way to put your story out there right now and just give everybody the details. Hey man, maybe that uh you know the Houston people will write it up. They'll give him some hype. He'll he'll, he'll make the team. You know, uh, but no, I I think he's a guy that's in a really good position over there in Houston. You so you you pose the question of who do I think is going to have the best out of those local guys? Uh, I'm absolutely going to cheat and say Darius guys. Uh, it counts. is his rookie year. Yep. Yeah. No. If we counts. if we use the Ben Simmons rule. Uh, it is it is his rookie year. Obviously, the guys tore his ACL in the first preseason or one of the preseason games last year uh, against the Patriots. Uh, he he is. I don't think he's playing yet. I think they're still kind of taking it slow with him as he he comes back. But he he figures to have a a big role, even with Adrian Peterson in Washington. It, it feels kind of weird of, of like this is a guy we covered as a as a sophomore in high school all through LSU to to talk about him in the same sentence that we're talking about. Uh, you know Adrian Peterson. They also have Chris Thompson. I mean, a lot of guys up there, but uh, he's a guy who I think could end up uh, being a being a real surprise. Let's before we get to this last break, let's go to Harry uh, in Metairie right now. Harry, what you got, man? Hey, man, uh, good show, very good show. Thank you. Um, Foster Morrow. We just Any talked about him. him? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was well no, I mean no, we, no, we, we talked about him off air. So. He was he was on the list that we were getting to, and then I came to the call first, but no. <laughs> He's uh I think Foster's right. just getting good. He's getting prime time on on Hard Knocks. That's what he's doing right now. He was getting he had well, some prime I, time the other night. I, I yeah, I saw a little bit of it, but I've been reading some of the blogs. They were talking about his blocking skills, which we knew. You know, he got he got a chance to work on that for three whole years, but without without really catching yeah, well, much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but getting getting back with Tyron Johnson, he's definitely going to make the Texans. I I I, I can't see. You know him not making it. I definitely believe he's going to make it. I think he makes it, and Amos gets that jersey. Like he'll order that jersey week one. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Is it going to take that long? Uh, he's looking at me like it's not even going to take that long. I think he's he's probably already ordered it. Yeah, honestly, a, why do you think I hope he makes the team so bad? <laughs> that jersey's in the closet already. I'm also uh, all you right. know, want him on the fantasy team. He's all going. Right, I know he's going, going all to out. The hour. All right, man. Good show, guys. I'm going to continue to listen. Appreciate it. Thank you, Harry. All right, man. Hey, man. Did you at least order it from, like, NFL.com, or is it, like, a a overseas? It's a knockoff jersey. I got him the official merchandise. But, look, I'm telling you, I'm just excited because a lot of these kids we're talking about, we were there, like, when they made their first varsity start in high school, and now they're, like, yeah, we're old, man. We're getting old. Oh, this is, I hate you. That's our first I hate you of the night. Count it down. We're going we're gonna to take a counter on those because uh, I want to know what it is by the end of the night. He's Amos Morale III. I'm Andrew Lopez. We're sitting in here for Seth Dunlap on the last lap. Next hour, uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to Scott Kushner, talking about a little Pels. Pels in August, baby. Let's get it done here on WWL Radio. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.